Hey, this is Nashin in the Morning Groove, and welcome to the podcast. Interesting people today, they are masterful life coaches and success coaches and authors and just great all-around people that I was able to meet through a wonderful lady named Magdalena Brandon, who I'm very happy to say is part of my life. And welcome, Jesse and Lisa. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having us. They are Jesse and Lisa Farrell. And who wants to talk first? I want to know about you guys. Go ahead, Jess. Give them the backstory. The backstory is I always like to let my wife go first. <laughs> <laughs> but she wants me to go first, also. A quick backstory. I would say that the quick backstory is that. Uh, we we, absu- uh, we absolutely love being connected with people. We love being difference makers in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, both Lisa independently before me and certainly also me before her and then together, we like being difference makers in people's lives. And the background that we have, whether it's educational or life circumstances or situational, has, I believe has prepped us to be in a position to really, truly help people evolve and get it. Mm-hmm. And I noticed when I was at your book signing, that you you are extremely positive, both of you. And you obviously know the four agreements. Yes. And the fifth one as well. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. And use them. Yes. And what I liked about what I perceived immediately was that you're using this experience and knowledge for other people's good. Exactly. And and, and we and we do we, we we believe exactly what you just said. We live into exactly what you just said. We and Lisa and I have We've learned this and we've lived this. We believe that we were not afforded the luxury of being average. Mm-hmm. We were not afforded the luxury of being average. We have, we've always had to excel and stand up and rise through very difficult, challenging life circumstances. And that's the reason why we wrote our book is to help people to rise as well, whether they know us or not. We want to we help millions of people that may never meet us just by the power of the word. Mm-hmm. And the title of that book is great. It's how you leave them feeling. It, that was that's a cool story. The short story. Then I'm gonna toss the ball to Lisa. The, the short story. We did not create that. That was actually a download. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were in a coaching session with a Canadian, an amazing Canadian, and they're typically by group nicer than Americans by group. You can argue <laughs> that. But that's I'm been. Not, I'm not going to argue that. Fair I've, I've been to Canada. Fair enough. Okay, fair. So you fair, know. Fair enough. So he was having some challenging time with one of his vice presidents, and and he began to kind of go after him pretty hard. And I was attempting to help in the middle of a coaching session, and he kept interrupting me. And every mm-hmm. time he interrupted me, by the by the sec, by the third interruption, I thought, okay, I need to just listen. So I listened for about forty minutes of rap 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 rap. And when he finished, I said, you know. It's come to me that if you really want to help people create incentive for to do what you want and need for them to do, it's all about how you leave them feeling. Mm-hmm. And then I hung up that session, and I went, I'm going to find the book. I'm going to find it. I couldn't find the book. I thought, who can write that book for us? Who can write that book? I'm thinking about all these people that can write this book. I go through 16 and 17, 18. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to write that book. That's right. <laughs> so the concept came from a challenging situation in the middle of a coaching session with an executive that owned resorts and he could not realize as smart as he was that the way he was leaving that vice president feeling Mm -hmm. was the reason why he wasn't getting what he wanted. Mm -hmm. And by the way, he was the first person to buy the book. (laughs) Bought 2,500 copies. All right. Well, that's great. (laughs) What do you think of that story, John? Oh, I think it's a wonderful story. It's really positive. And I've worked with people and for people 
that don't know the art of listening. The mm. art of listening, brilliant, well said. And that, and by the way, the best part about communication is what you hear, what you're listening, not just always what you say. Mm-hmm. I think that the best part is the listening part. And Lisa, I'll toss the ball to Lisa. Lisa's brilliant. One of her best talents, I think her very best talent is the power of listening. Go ahead, Lisa, share your thoughts. Well, hence the name of my company, Lisa Listen. So Jesse and I, when I retired from corporate in 2013, I'm like, what should the name of my business be, Jess? And he's like sitting there and he's like, you know, you are one of the best listeners I know. He goes, how do you feel about Lisa Listen? And I went, oh my God, that's <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it. And yeah. hence the Oh yeah, name, names are interesting. It's like when they I came are. up with the name, not only for the podcast, but for the radio show. Right. Um, my a new boss, Jason, comes in and he says, "What are you going to call your show?" And I said, um, <laughs> and, and, "And my brain went, okay, we groove, and it's morning. It's the morning groove. Oh, I love it. You I know? love it. And people are sometimes curious why I I tend to use just my last name, and it's because I had a boss for years that only called me by my last name. Really? So now all my corporate email and correspondence i just use nashan well you know nashan not john (laughs) you know we're related right we are because i grew up in a small town hawthorne nevada and we were because we were athletes and my father was in the military everybody called us by our last names Mm -hmm. so a lot of our relatives call us feral yeah even though that's our last name so i get it that's good oh yeah my mother used to discipline me that way. Really? Yeah. What would yeah. she say? What she, she say? Hey, Nashan, wait, why'd you do that? <laughs> you know, and, fa- and her other, my father, I'm a junior. Okay. And when I did something really rotten that really upset her, she said, I gave you the right name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's a junior. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm what, what my mother called a real junior because dad didn't have a middle name and I don't either. Dad didn't have a middle So you're, you didn't have a middle name because your dad didn't have a middle name. Right. Well, I have a middle name, and guess what? My guess who my middle name was named after? Who's that? When black women have young boys that they want to have some relevance and they want to put some credence into them, mm-hmm. they name them after dead white presidents. Ah, Cleveland, Roosevelt, John. So my my middle name is Cleveland. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Um, and that just immediately clicked in my brain because one of my old favorite bass players in Chicago is Cleveland Eaton. See, that's why. Who worked with the Ramsey Lewis Trio. Oh, wow. wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So our mothers were related to his mother. That's, that's why. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you guys, how, how did you meet? That's what I'm curious about. Oh, boy. Well, I want Lisa to tell the PG a soft version of that. Okay. So in 2005, I was looking for a life coach. I had an all-time low. Mm. There were several women coaches, and there were very few male coaches. And because I had three failed relationships, I thought, what better way to figure out how to fix myself than Mm -hmm. to be honest with a man from a man's perspective. So here comes the general manager of the TV station, and he says, yes, I've got this guy. Here's his number. I called, and he said, well... I have waiting list only. I don't know that I have room for you. And I said, well, I don't even know if you're the coach for me. Can mm-hmm. we meet and see if we're a match and we can go from there? So he said, well, everything that you need help with is right in my wheelhouse. He said, I think I can move you up the list. And I started a couple weeks later. We worked together for a year. 
And after working together for a year, he said, you know, you've done some amazing work. I think you're ready to define what that man looks like, what kind of job, what kind of car, mm-hmm. define him down to the T. And I said, well, that would be really easy because that man is you. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I said, what you said. <laughs> yeah, so it was really powerful. I never saw that coming, but I did want her to define uh, fully the man. Th- think about who you want in your life. Is he athletic? Uh, uh, is he a reader? Is he mm-hmm. compassionate? Does he care? Does he have? Is he willing to s- express his emotions? Really specifically dial in to who you want to attract into your life. And mm-hmm. there was a list of 54 things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 54, a non-smoking man, a family man. Um, I mean, it, it's pretty extensive. <laughs> and when he said, <laughs> you really have created that list, I said, I did. I, I created it in 2003. So I had manifested the man mm-hmm. that I wanted. I just didn't know it was going to be him. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a similar story. I Ooh. mean, I was last year during our membership drive, um, Magdalena has been a longtime listener and I get into a thing during membership drives where I start shaming people. <laughs> you know, if you've been listening for 10 years, why aren't you a member? Right. If you've been listening 20 years, you should be a member. Right. And here's the different levels. And I got to the one where it says, for this amount of money, which is $365, you can come in, spend an hour on the radio, talk about yourself, talk about your business, and have the tax deduction. And she immediately called and told the boss, Okay, the guy on the radio shamed me <laughs> into being a member. So here's my credit card number. Here's my membership. And they scheduled her. And she walked into the room and randomly scheduled her with me. Nice. And she walked into the studio on May 19th. And it was one of those stunning lightning bolt kind of experiences for both of us. You knew at the moment. And in, in towards the end of the hour, I asked her for her phone number. <laughs> and before she even got to her car, I texted her. <laughs> wow. You don't mess around. <laughs> Neither does she. You know right, her. Right. I do know her. Yeah. I do. Yeah, she doesn't mess around. Well, so on that note, she posted that she was coming. Yeah. And she said something about, I want somebody to match the 500, which then Jesse and I mm-hmm. called the station. Because of her post, that's what got us in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of interesting the way it all went down. That is pretty huge. That's and, a great story. And I actually am happy to say that she told me that I, I fit her list. Oh, that's perfect. Wow. And so you're coming up on a year? Almost, yeah, yeah. May 19th. Wow. And national, there are no accidents. No, there aren't. There are no accidents. That None. was absolutely Divine. above you and beyond you to pull that together. Divine mm-hmm. intervention. That happened because it was supposed to happen. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And I had been through a really rough patch in my life where I was ill and I um, a, a woman left after 40 years of so being you had together. So a broken heart. And, and I was a broken human physically. Wow. And I had gone through a severe illness that kept me down for almost six months. And you know her well enough to yeah. know. She told me, she said, you had to, you had to do that to be ready for it. 100%. Oh, right on. 100%. And here's yeah. what I'll, I'll add to her point on that is a single word, umuntu. We got it from South Africa, umuntu ingamuntu ingamuntu. And that's, that's uh, South African from the Zulu tribe that means people are people because of others. Hmm. Which you is, are who mm-hmm. you are because of the people you connect with. You both wanted and needed each other. Mm-hmm. But you had to be ready. 
So you had to go through those challenges. Chapter four, the Ubuntu factor, <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah, <laughs> you just expressed it. You just gave us a live version of the Ubuntu factor. You okay. were better because of yourself and the work you did, and because of her, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I also have to give a little bit of credit to re- rekindling my faith. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That's fair. Absolutely. That's fair. Yeah. In other words, you you had to have a a, a bigger belief system that helped mm-hmm. guide you, basically. Yeah, I had spent forty years away from my faith. And somebody, wow. I you know when you're when you're at home alone mm-hmm. and you're depressed, mm-hmm. yep, and you don't want to go to the bar, right, and you don't want to do anything to alter yourself, and you don't know who to talk to because it's after midnight, you put it on Facebook, okay, and I got the first call I got was Clint Holmes. Oh, that's so wow. cool. Who I've known for many years. That's Is cool, brother. You okay? Yeah. And then an old friend from Palm Springs called and said, I think we need to pray together. Wow. Love it. I love gave me, that. Gave me titles of a couple of books, Yeah, Jesus Calling and Jesus Listens, mm. and I use them religiously every day. And those people that pray together stay together. Mm, there's mm-hmm. power in prayer. And Magdalena and I share those prayers every day. Wow, oh, impressive. Je- Jesse and I have prayers we share every day. Yeah. Impressive. So and you know I want to be like you when I grow up now, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the only advice I ever give people about prayer is that don't ask for a lot of stuff. Be thankful first. Yes, but that's absolutely. How we, 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 we agree with you. We are thankful first and consistently. We also typically, when we're praying, we're not typically asking for stuff for us. We're typically asking mm-hmm. for stuff for others. Yes. Mm-hmm. Typically. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am I'm always thankful for my grandchildren and my kid and my family and Magdalena and then I start thanking asking for things for other people. And so he says that and he says about his grandchildren and our grandson is spending the night with us tonight for the first time. He's is he three or four now? He's just a little over four. He's just over four, oh, and I'm wonderful. telling you, he's four going on 14. Yes. yes. Okay, so he will be making sure he lays out the plan for mm-hmm. us tonight. <laughs> well, wait a few years till he's nine and good, nine going on 30. <laughs> we have a granddaughter that's eight going on 40. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, you know my, what gr- my grandson is nine and his sister is six. But but think of this, uh, Nashon. The world is so different now than when you and I and Lisa were kids. Oh, man. They have oodles and countless of plethora of choices. Yeah. We had one choice. You remember this? Mm-hmm. You better be home before dark. That was it. <laughs> you went out to play. You found things out to play. You didn't have all the games and the options and the social media and all this yeah. stuff. Three, so, three television channels, right. ABC, NBC, and CBS. Exactly. Yes, so exactly. yes, they're more advanced than we were because they have far more mm-hmm. at their Available. disposal than we ever had. Yeah, but I personally would like to see them spend less time on their devices. I totally I, agree. It has we totally to be. Agree. So. We talk about that all the time. In fact, who was that recently that we were talking to that was, I can't remember, that had a child and they were with kids and the other kids were on their devices but their kids oh i know as a client can't name the name but a client i was talking with she had a client she has a uh she has two kids and one of the the kids is a young girl and they went out to the beach and stuff and the girl uh was taken to the beach in the sand but the the friends that they were with they were actually playing Mm -hmm. on the phones of the parents and stuff yep no, crazy. enjoy the beach. You're at the beach, especially if you don't have a beach in your backyard. But not only that, you go out to dinner and you see couples <sighs> sitting across from one another and they're on their phone All and the they're time. not even conversing the together. Time. The whole time. 
And that's the yeah. the role model for, for the children. And that's the that new the, norm. That the parents mm-hmm. are on their phone. It's an addiction. Yeah, it's, the, it's not the good. good. The good thing I see in that, it goes with the concept of everything has a reason. If these kids weren't so in tune with the devices, they never would have been educated during COVID. Well. My grandson sat on Zoom yeah. and went to school for a year and a half. Yeah. How, at what age then? Was he six? Was it he kindergarten? Was six or seven, yeah. Because wow. our granddaughter started kindergarten on Zoom. That's right. Which I think is very challenging because that's when mm-hmm. you're kinesthetic and you're doing finger painting yes. and you're playing you right. know, babies exactly. and house and all of those yeah. important skills that mm-hmm. they just missed. And, and the problem I see with the young people I encounter at UNLV at times is they don't know how to interact with humans. And that's, that's, true. that's the whole reason for how you leave them feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not just about stuff to do. There's also things not to do. The mm-hmm. things to do and things not to do. And the mm-hmm. how you leave them feeling concept is really simple. The concept basically is couched in the desire to leave people, circumstances, and situations better than you found them. Yes. How do you do that with every interaction? Just consider, how can I leave this better than I found it? Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason for writing it. Was If you follow that path, you're likely going to be able to serve others better and well, and you're going to be able to serve yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just, if, even if you just think about the concept, even if you don't read the book, mm-hmm. simple. Yeah. We want it very simple. And there is one concept in there that's called the color code. It's a personality science that was life-changing for Jesse and my relationship. It's very simple. We, we did tons of studies to see which uh, personality assessment was the easiest to remember mm-hmm. and the most affordable. And it, we came up with the color code. And Jesse's like, well, I'm not going to have you do it because we're so much alike. And then he's like, wait a minute. It's only thirty nine ninety five. You go ahead and take that. <laughs> like, right? well, how can I say... We're, we're, you don't need to take it. We have so much to come with. We're so much alike. When I'm just learning the system, I don't know mm-hmm. that. I think I know that, but I don't know that. So, toss the ball back to Lisa. She says, "Yeah, I, okay, I will take the assessment." And the one, number one thing that was a game changer for our personal relationship was he's a blue red. Blues like intimate conversations. Reds obviously the power of getting things done. Mm-hmm. Whites no conflict, inner peace at all costs, mm-hmm. and yellows are motivated by fun and enthusiastic people. Mm-hmm. So I'm a white blue, mm-hmm. and when he'd come at me and go like this, and what do you think, and can I get an answer, and this and this and this, what do you think that was doing to <laughs> it me? It was creating conflict and confrontation, sure, but it was the desire was to create an outcome for something that was going to be good for both sides, mm-hmm. but that's not the way to approach it. And what the color code speaks to, the color code says when you get self, when you understand yourself mm-hmm. with those four distinctions of yourself, you're learning those four distinctions. So when you get self, you get others. Right. And the goal is to learn to speak the language of others. What most of us do is we speak our language. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're tight and abrupt and quick and want to get to it, that's how you speak to people. Mm-hmm. If you need to process and you're more methodical and deeper, that's how you speak to people. But wait a minute. What if someone is deep and needs more time and you're in their face? That's probably not the way to speak to them. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get what you want and need out of right. life because it's it's not the way you want to be talked to. And most, most parents, they treat their kids the same way and everyone is an individual. Mm-hmm. And once you realize that and treat them the way they want to be treated – you're going to get pretty much what you want and need out of life. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. Dr. Taylor Hartman is the author of The Color Code, the creator of The Color Code, and he basically couched it, and he's he's done a lot of psychological studies and so forth, and when he wrote this, he wrote it on the basis of the driving core motive, Mm -hmm. and they call it DCM. What is your driving core motive? Mm -hmm. And the driving core motive is associated with 
why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. When you understand why someone's doing what they're doing, you are understanding them, now you can connect with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my I have a cousin that works for a high-tech company in sales. Mm-hmm. And their CEO circulated a book among all their employees, salespeople first, about why we do what we do, how we do it. Yes. Yeah. Is that... What's the, what's the title? I, I can't remember. Oh, That's what to, it's about. You'll have to find out and get back to us. I will. Yeah. Because it worked. It worked for them. It's an amazing thing. You're, you're, you said that was a CEO that did that? Mm-hmm. CEO was right on point because the biggest – what do you think the number one problem – okay, in our coaching business and our speaking business, what do you think the number one problem we typically help people solve? Just think about it for a second. Or that they're challenged by that they're it's broken and it needs to be repaired or corrected. What do you think the number one problem is? Besides relationships, um, communication. Hundred percent communication. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's com- and I'm talking smart people. Mm-hmm. Not all smart people do smart things. Right. And the communication is the <laughs> right. Just because you're smart doesn't mean you do everything smart, mm-hmm. right? You may have massive intelligence, but but common sense, common courtesy, and learning to communicate effectively mm-hmm. and efficiently is a is a lost art. So that's what we teach a lot. It is, and I've had to somewhat amend my communication skills. Of course, being part of UNLV. Because to some of these kids that walk around, I'm that old guy that walks right. through the hallway. Hundred percent. Wow. Hundred percent. You know, and then when they come in and they watch me work, now they're going, maybe he's got something I can learn. <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely. It's right, right. <laughs> true, right? Absolutely. But, but to their to their defense, most of us are born with judgment. Yes. Most of us are taught to judge, and that ju- part of that judgment, share that judgment, is us making sure that we're okay in that environment. Which mm-hmm. I, so you're checking the people out, and you're making distinctions, and you're making. You're making a, a confirmation of things that really are just on the visual sense, mm-hmm. just looking at you visually. That's not all you are. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a percentage of who you are. Yeah, one of the things that I will never stop judging is me. I, I still occasionally will reread the poem that Bill Parcells used with the New York Giants called The Man in the Glass. Mm. Yes. When that's you get all what you about. want and you're struggling for self and the world makes you king for a day, yep. just go to the mirror, take a look at yourself and see what that man has to say. Mm-hmm. Am I on track? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exactly got, it. The brother got it. Yeah, yeah. it is. And because the only one you really need to please first is the man in the glass. Yes. Right. And I remember even when we were kids, my dad used to tell us, when you get up in the morning and you go in the bathroom and look in the mirror, if you can smile and the guy smiles back at you, you're going to be okay. That's a good That's piece. Powerful. That's a great poem, and I 100% believe. Yeah. If you, the listeners, if you're listening to this right now, if you're not familiar with The Man in the Glass, just put into Google The Man in the Glass. It's an amazing poem, and what you're saying, it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 that's why I memorized it, because it's so powerful. Man or yeah. woman. It's man or woman, but man yeah. metaphorically. Right. Okay. Yeah, we forget, you know. Sometimes we have to include. Well, we didn't write the poem. No, we didn't. Well, I'm <laughs> so just sticking up for all you ladies out there. I got, I got your back. Don't you worry. <laughs> and yeah. if I'm correct, it was the, the poem that Bill Parcells used in the locker room right before a Super Bowl. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that's cool. With the New York Giants, and they won. That's so cool. I did that's not very know that. Cool. That's cool. Oh yeah. Because the, the, I think the first person that we tend to trip is ourselves. 100%. And, and oftentimes we don't even know that, National. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that trip stays repetitive. We stay on that tripping path, and then it becomes normal. 
and then it mm-hmm. becomes what you're used to, and it's very difficult for people to break habits, mm-hmm. even if it's a bad habit. There are people that have you know, some good habits, some bad habits, but when they're bad habits, you think, okay, you realize this is ruining your life. Mm-hmm. Why won't you make the correction? Because that's what they're used to. Yeah. I, I recently talked with, uh, with someone who works in another business but is a good friend who is, is baffled by his coworkers. And he was complaining about him, and I said, stop. What you need to do, because you won't change them, they're adults, is you need to be the best professional you can be and lead by example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to listen to you. That's right. That's right. You know, I, I said, you know, and, and I said, how, how does your manager interact with them? I, he said, well, my manager just says they can't be managed. Mm-hmm. Well, where does, I it, said, where then, does it start? Well, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, some people have been unmanaged for so long it's that true. they can't be managed. And yeah. because they're stuck in their habitual yes, way of being. They can be unstuck, but typically, with situations like that, what I've, what we have experienced is it usually takes something catastrophic mm-hmm. to get them to be uprooted from that stuckness. Well, it happened to me. See, it had to be catastrophic. Otherwise, you wouldn't get your button gear and make the change. I couldn't get out of a chair one night. And when they got me to the ICU, it was sepsis, pneumonia, and kidney failure. Wow. Wow. And that wake-up call did what to you? Oh, it changed my life. It changed my life, opened my eyes, and it helped me prepare for what is now the best relationship I've ever had with another human being. That's huge. I love that. That is huge. And my that was life changing. Oh yeah, and my life, my relationship with my son is better. Wow. My relationship with his children is better. My daughter-in-law is loving me now. Wow. I love what you just said. And there's a quote not in this book of how you lead the feeling, but so we've got three books in the series. Okay. And the first two are on personal professional development, but it says, "Be careful of the company that you keep, mm-hmm. because your quality of life depends on it." Wow. Mm-hmm. That's strong. Be careful of the company that you keep. Your quality of life depends on it. Mm-hmm. When that was written in the book, I was dealing with the, the editor, and she said, okay, we forgot to give reference to this quote. I go, what quote? She goes, the quote. I go, no, what quote are you talking about? She says, the quote right here. I go, I don't, there's no quote right here. She goes, yeah. I said, well, please read it. And she read it. She says, be careful of the company that you keep because your quality of life depends on it. I said, no, that's not a quote. I was just saying that. She said, no, no, that's a quote. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right? How, what's it what's is. the other one, Her name too, is Cher Weldon. About keeping... Uh, that Giacconi, the Papa Giacconi gave you about people, they're always taking your measure? Yeah, people are always taking your measure. That came from Vittorio Giacconi from Vancouver, Canada. Mm-hmm. He also told, told his kids, you, when you put, put yourself together to go outside, make, put yourself together well because you want to be mindful that people are always taking your measure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a concept that uh, a mentor of mine in the music industry taught me. He said, at home, you always know who's watching. Right. When you walk out the door, you never know. Yeah. That's right. So true. People are always taking your measure. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. There was another one in the book that I want to share really quickly, if I can find it really quickly, <laughs> because because it's, uh, since we're talking about quotes, and, it, and I know exactly, I marked it, and it was right here. I love this. So, and when going, flipping back to the color code conversation, mm-hmm. and and people can take the color code for free, by the way. If you take it for free, it'll tell you what your main color is. That's it. Right. If you pay for it, then it'll give you your all four colors plus your wants, your needs, mm-hmm. your strengths, your limitations. So strengths and limitations. The strengths 
of your character is what people are gravitated to. Right. Your limitations of your character is what people are repulsed mm-hmm. by. Mm-hmm. And we all have them to some degree, but mm-hmm. if, once you're aware of them, you can work on removing those right. limitations. And here's this quote, it says this, and it came from Dr. Dr. Hartman, I know got it from some other source, but I got it from him. If you argue for, if you argue for your limitations, they are yours. Mm. <laughs> so when you have limitations that you want to hold on to, Lisa and I were in a, a workshop with a, a Fortune 100 company, and the gentleman was a red, blue. Reds are motivated by the power of getting things done and execution. Mm-hmm. Blues are motivated by being understood. He was a red, blue, strong red, blue. And he had some red limitations. And, and we were talking about, I was set, setting the team up to be able to remove the limitations. He's like, mm-mm. He's patting it. Mm-mm. I'm, this, this is me. This is me. I said, okay. I'm not going to go after that red in front of all these people. So I pick a white and a yellow, and I create an example uh-huh. of what holding on to limitations looks like because he was arguing for his limitations. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is who I am. This is just who I am. I know, but that's the part of you that people don't like. Okay. Was, it relent- was it relentless? Was that the limitation? It was several limitations here. That relentless was definitely yeah. one of them. He was hanging on to that mm-hmm. as a limitation, like it was a strength. But if you argue for your limitations, right. they are yours for yes, life. They are. You've got to be willing to remove those limitations because that lets you grow the healthiness of your character, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so give them your website address. JustTalk.com. That's J-E-S-S-T-A-L-K.com. And you can also go to JustTalk.com, up in the upper right-hand corner, click Resources, Books, and Buy the Book. If you reach out to us independently on an, on an email, who knows? We might have to. We might choose to discount it for you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so there'd be links on the website for all of what we've Everything been talking we about. Yep, yes. yep. They can Good. go right there. They can see it right under resources. Mm-hmm. And, and the color code situation is yep. there too. Yeah, and the color code. All they have to do if you go to the resources, uh, they'll also have a contact us, and you can and email us, and we can send them mm-hmm. or direct them right to where they can find the resources. That's excellent. Excellent. Yes. Boy, I'm certainly enjoying having you in today. Well, we're enjoying this. Is good. Well, your stories. I thought that we were going to be selling him with stories. He's, <laughs> he's got stories as good as ours and some are better. <laughs> I think we have to come back, John. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> but I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. This and I wish you both the best of everything all the time. <laughs> Ditto. Right thank back you. at you. And I thank all of you for being with us and listening. This is the Morning Groove Podcast. We are at themorninggroove.transistor.fm and today we've been with Jesse and Lisa Farrell the authors of How You Leave Them Feeling there it is and make sure you tune in and check back with us often because we'll be adding to this podcast on a regular basis I thank you and be safe be happy and groove <laughs>